Welcome to the Positive View Podcast, the podcast where we explore life circumstances, mental roadblocks, and endless opportunity to discover the positive view. I'm your host, Brianna G. And I'm your other host, Christy Murphy. This week, we're talking about facing challenges. Yes, but before we get into that, at the end of each episode, we set a mission for ourselves. This mission was to take time to reflect on experiences that provoke emotional reactions and to think about how we have processed them. So, Christy, how did that go for you? It went really well for me. I think one of the great tools that I used was actually talking through when I had an emotional reaction to things like you and I, and we'll probably get more into it in the actual episode that we talk about, but you and I took on a fasting challenge together. And every time I felt almost claustrophobic in how much longer I had to not eat, I would Mm -hmm. talk it over with you. And then each night uh, I did get cold, uh, which gave me um, plenty of time for reflection, Mm -hmm. which was interesting to see, especially when I have, a lot of thoughts and feelings with my guy or with my friends or with my sister, how I avoided uncomfortable conversations or how I dwelled on things. And I really took an opportunity to like, to look inward and see how I don't need somebody else to change to make me okay. And a Mm. lot of times I think I project a lot of, a lot of the change I want to see in myself onto other people. And so I just really took a lot of note of the kind of complaints or discrepancies or wrongdoing other people were doing and tried when I remembered, which I'm (laughs) sure I forgot a ton of times, but when I remembered, I realized, oh, that is actually something you need to work on. So Mm -hmm. uh, it was a really great mission. I will say, I think... I maybe only did it three out of the seven days and probably closer to the beginning of the week before I got sick. Uh, and then now retrospectively. So I'll give myself um, a C plus. <laughs> I love it. I love getting that plus in there. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Just a little bit better than average. Why not? I'm in charge. That's wonderful. Uh, for me this week, I definitely was hoping, you know, after we had, had, you know, talked a lot this last week, kind of working through this fast, I was really hoping to pull this in a lot, um, or at least some (laughs) of that. And I feel like I had a uh, work was very is is newly getting very busy. So there's some uh, definitely some opportunities for emotional reactions to be happening related to that. And I could feel myself kind of getting uh, overwhelmed at times. And what I noticed is that I feel like I handled it okay, but I don't feel like I could really come, like I could, you know, at the end of the day, take a look back and reflect because by the end of the day, I was just cashed. I was totally just done. And there were a couple points in which I did have this like epiphany or like kind of a moment of, um, clarity where where I thought based on the success that you and I had had with this, you know, talking through this fast situation, there was this moment on Friday where I thought, man, I wish 
like, ooh, I should take a minute to like engage someone in this, you know, so that it's instead of two of us separately kind of going through these um, being stressed out, like how can I, you know, I, I had this thought like, ooh, I should bring us together in this one because, you know, as a leader, I feel like that's kind of my role. And then two, just so that we're not kind of doing this separately. And I will tell you, I, 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 I really wanted to be able to do that. And my brain was just like, no, we don't have, we don't have the, I don't have it. I don't have the time, but uh, I just don't have what it takes to do that at this moment, but I'm going to file it away later for later uh, when I can think about, okay, what strategies can I put in place for the next time so that I think about that a little sooner before I get, you know, you know, before I get to like level 10 stressed out. So I think, um, (laughs) I don't know if I really completed or or did the mission as intended. Uh, I feel like I went off on my own independent study there. Um, but I I I think you know now having a couple days time to look back now, uh, I'll have an opportunity to really look through and see how you know what was really pushing me. You know what was it about this week that was pushing me pushing my buttons emotionally to get those kind of high stress reactions. And then, you know, taking some time to think about, okay, I know I was stressed. I know my colleagues were stressed. How can I then uh, put some strategies in place so that we can maybe come together and it's not going to necessarily take the stress away, uh, but perhaps it could lessen it for all of us. Absolutely. And I think it's interesting that you talked about stress and putting strategies into place because this week we're talking about facing challenges, which I think in a lot of ways is very similar to that. But uh, Brianna, when I say facing challenges, what does that mean to you? I think historically it has meant something not great. (laughs) You know, I think I have just consistently had this impression of a challenge as being something that is done to me or some circumstance that I just kind of find myself in, uh, that I have to figure out uh, how to weather, how to get through. Um, And I feel like in the last, uh, really just in the last week, I'm so excited we're talking about this because I do feel like one of the things that came out of this fasting time that we did is this idea of, you know, challenge as being something I can set for myself as an, like as a positive thing, as an opportunity uh, to try something. And yes, it can be difficult and it can be, you know, there can be times where I wish I weren't doing it, (laughs) Uh, but that ultimately this challenge can actually be something for me. Uh, as opposed to something that's being done to me uh, beyond, you know, that's something beyond my control. Yes, I totally love that you brought up that distinction, because I will say for me, facing challenges has, has in large part felt like things happening to me and me having to endure, Mm. endure life's hardships Mm -hmm. kind of against my will. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. if I could have figured out a way around doing it, and honestly, sometimes just avoidance, I did that for years. Like, I mean, I'm so good at avoidance. It could be even, 
not even a challenge. It could just be like, especially in my twenties, it could be, you know, shoes that I left in front of the doorway that I just walk around for two weeks. I mean, I was good at that kind of thing. I just step over. I remember there's an apartment where somebody was like, oh, um, the lights off in that room. I was like, oh yeah, I don't go in there. Uh, that was my solution to that. Oh, <laughs> uh, they're like, you know, you could change uh, that. I'm like, I'd need a ladder. There'd be a light bulb. There's a, and they just looked at me like I was insane. Uh, but my life was so out of control and so chaotic that mm-hmm. I never stopped to think how much more chaotic it was because I was consistently making choices like that. <laughs> But it's hard mm. when you're on that sort of what I would call the opposite of a role, like an unroll. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. For me to see the opportunity there. And I I really think, and this is late coming, this is third quarter thinking, um, that seeing a challenge as an opportunity. I remember um, being impressed. I saw Apollo 13 and uh, knowing my sketchy um, history, I'm going to name Ed Harris instead of the actual real guy who was in charge of NASA at the time, Brianna. Uh, him, somebody saying, you know, when you know they got trapped at out in space, that he was like, I think this is going to be NASA's finest hour. You know, that, that, that moment where you're like, I am being challenged by a situation where I've been given myself a challenge and I have the opportunity to meet myself in this moment and impress myself. And I would really like to have more of that. I've had a little bit of it, but not on purpose. I love that. <laughs> I mean, I love that because I uh, relate to it so well. <laughs> um, and I think, yeah, I mean, I don't know where where to go with that because I just, it does just feel so accurate. Um I think my capacity for avoidance uh, as well (laughs) has been a very, that is a (laughs) well-honed skill, if you will, that I think I have. And it is just in these last, especially these last two, two and a half years, uh, that I am actively trying to go for, or at least, no, I don't know what to go for. (laughs) I'll say I'm actively trying not to avoid and and i think part of it is that uh is just bringing awareness to the fact that i was you know that i was doing that so that avoidance so that i can uh watch for avoidance being the natural first step um and so you and i have been doing um for a few months now we've been doing the positive affirmations and both of us having those you know some affirmation related to being able to do hard things um, or mm-hmm. not backing down from things that are uncomfortable or avoiding. I think mine is actually, I don't avoid uncomfortable things or something like that. And it is that sense of, I didn't really recognize how, recognized, I didn't really recognize how much I was doing it until, you know, again, these last couple of years that we've really been trying to work on some things. And so it is like it's opening up this whole new world. And I do think, you know, all along that I have felt like I'm a very uh, resilient person. 
Uh, but there again is that sense of resilience feeling like, well, I got through a challenge and it didn't, <laughs> it didn't kill me. So that's great. But I really wanted to, I really want to be able to um, start looking at this, some looking at things in a, in a, I guess, more positive way um, that is like, it's more than just, I want to <laughs> like survival, you know, like I really want to thrive. And so of course there are going to be some things it's like, oh man, I just want to get through this. But I think that again, last two years, two and a half, really looking at challenge and saying, I don't want to just get through this. I want to get through this and come out better than ever. Or I want to have that sense of I'm, I'm thriving even in the face of challenge. And I think that is what has, again, it feels very new, but just in this short period of time, a couple, you know, really this last week, having this experience of seeing challenges as being something that doesn't have to mean it's just survival mode or like my only two choices essentially being survival mode or avoidance. Absolutely. Avoidance is the ultimate unproductive. Like it's, it's the, like, it's really hard to know where to go if you are just avoiding. I'll give you an example. Like if it's easy to say I'm choosing, I'm picking my battles, right? That was one of my favorite things. I'm picking my battles. I'm not going to bother having a confrontation with this person because they're not going to listen to me. Uh, and oftentimes I'm right. They aren't. But at a certain point, my brain knows it's not a choice I'm making, right? If I don't know for a fact I can take the other side, it's not a choice anymore. It's, mm. I can only go one way. And I think the problem I've had in the past is when I survived something, when I got through something, the way I looked at it was very different. Like the narrative of it was not positive. Mm -hmm. So that left me more depleted instead of being like, wow, I did something hard. I came through that. Like it's only been recently where I've been talking more and more. And recently, I mean, in like the last 10 or 15 years, but in even more recently in the last two years, since we've been doing this and even more recently in the last month or so, right? Like ever more so, but thinking more in along the lines of how did I get it right? Like the, the, the heroism of the attempt. You know, so many times I looked at myself when I'd go out and I'd try to meet people and I was dating and I was learning all these new things because I wasn't a very social young person, right? I didn't get invited to a lot of things. I was a um, very original thinker, which doesn't always go over well and weird. Let's just put it like I was weird and I didn't get invited to a lot of places. And so when I started dating, because I moved to LA, I was making a lot of bad choices, the kind of choices that I think much younger people make if they have more social experience. And I just kept looking at myself as this person who just got rejected and rejected and rejected all the time. And mm -hmm. the truth of the matter is I, I changed that narrative later and said, you know, I was a person who wasn't afraid to put it out there. I was a person who made some mistakes, but I survived them. And when I started like looking back at what I'd done and not tear myself down, 
I was able to get a little bit of energy for having survived it. Where in the, the, the way I used to look at what I'd done or what I'd survived or what I'd come through is I looked at myself as um, lucky hmm. um, or failing because hmm. I didn't do it better. I didn't mm-hmm. look at it as a victory to have still been here. And um, they actually did a study. I think I read it in Rethinking Positive Thinking, where when you're telling yourself something in your brain, they told two different uh, groups of housekeepers for hotels. One of them, they told that by having a very active job, like being a housekeeper, you are actually, it's like you're working out eight hours a day. You're investing in your health. You're keeping active. You're better than somebody who's desk bound. And then they told the other group that they were breaking their body down. And they actually measured the difference. And the people who thought they were doing something great for their health by having an active job, their numbers, their health, um, what do you call it? Like their health stats, we'll just say, went up. And the people who thought that their body was breaking down, their body started to break down because they were pumping stress, stress hormones into their brain constantly. And I realized that I'm the kind of person who was constantly negative talking myself. And it It's only been in the last, you know, 10 years and then even way, way more so in the last two years since we've been doing this podcast that I've really actively and proactively tried to combat that, especially with those affirmations, so that I can get some better chemicals pumping through my body and it feels good. Hmm. Wow. I really, I appreciate hearing that as just a reminder. And it's interesting as you, um, you know, we're starting to talk about that. One of the words that came to mind about avoidance, uh, for me, rather related to challenge and avoidance and all those things is that idea of perfection. You know, that idea that if I'm in a challenge or if I'm in anything, right, um, if I'm doing something rather, it's got to be perfect. And so when you uh, were sharing just the way you maybe were talking about yourself, uh, when some of these challenges came up, I feel like, you know, in my head, I'm like, oh my gosh. And, and I, I see that, you know, some of the things that you maybe were talking negatively about, I see that as, as you, as you got to that, oh my gosh, that's so great that you tried. I feel like there were, there were a lot of things in my twenties and probably even in my early thirties, I just didn't even try because I thought, oh, that's, that's never going to work. I'm never going to be able to do that. I used never quite a bit uh, back then. Uh, and uh, before I understood uh, that that's a very key factor in my black and white thinking um, that, you know, it's either it either is or isn't, but there can be an, there can be gray. Uh, but that idea that if I didn't weather something in this mythical kind of perfect way, then it then it means that I, I, I somehow did it wrong and it doesn't count. And I think it took a lot of time and a lot of work uh, to understand, like, as you said, it's just the getting through it is, is the win. The getting through it is, you know, is, well, the win. And I think, yes, you can, you can do some reflection and say, what did I do here that, you know, went well, what maybe could I do differently next time? But I feel like even being able to get to that point of reflection to look at back at my challenges, that too took, I, I, I just, I guess I just didn't have the, 
the the knowledge or the skill that that was even a that that was a thing that you could do. I just was kind of stuck in this, um, I'll say vortex <laughs> of looking at all challenge as this kind of negative thing that you just have to serve that I just had to survive and that there wasn't anything positive about, you know, the getting through it. And it wasn't until much later that I realized, oh no, that whole time I was building skills. I was building knowledge, building resilience. Uh, and, uh, and now being able to see that as a positive so that when something new comes up, one, I'm doing much better at not avoiding it, uh, but two, that I know as tough as it might be, I'm gonna get through it because now I've got all, and and I, I feel like maybe six or seven years ago, I really started leaning into this idea of like looking back at the evidence and it's like, okay, well, what's the evidence of that? And I will say that is a consistent, you know, being able to do that is, is something that I have to be consistently reminded of whether I'm, you know, kind of going back and, and going over some things for myself or if other folks are helping me. I know I was in, uh, I was working with a a coach, a leadership coach a couple of weeks ago, and I was talking about this project that I uh, want to do and starting down that path of like this challenge I have in front of me essentially and being kind of negative or, or fearful, I'll say maybe more fearful about the outcome and not doing it well. And she was just like, yeah, but when you kind of get into that mindset, you really just look at, well, what's the worst that could happen? Talk about it, say it out loud. And then how likely is that to happen? And then talk about what is the best thing that could happen and really, again, get it for me. That's really helpful because I live so much in my head, but just the getting it out and sharing it with someone like you were talking about our experiences this last week with this fasting, uh, but just sharing it. So those thoughts don't just stick with you and kind of pull you down or pull you in the wrong direction, uh, but that you can just get it out and let it go and really be able to clearly see what you need to do next um, has, again, just been very recent, uh, very helpful recognition I guess or skills I I guess that have just I don't know it's it feels like it's just those things are now perking me up so that now I hope that I will have a better attitude uh, or better perspective rather on whatever challenges are gonna come my way absolutely I think I think for a long time my ability to quickly spot where the opportunity is for improvement had originally manifested itself in nitpicking myself mm. to the point where I, I honestly believe that unless, unless I was jogging, like I was in a shampoo or a, a commercial in the 19, like 79 or like, you know, those antiperspirant commercials where they're jogging and their hair is perfect and they don't sweat. Mm -hmm. Like if I wasn't moving through the world effortlessly, then I was failing. And the truth of the matter is growth doesn't ever happen effortlessly. That is not mm -hmm. how growth happens. Growth is hard one. And sometimes, I mean, it, you usually, you know, in order to grow muscle, you tear down muscle and you make it bigger. And I would be one of these people who are like, why am I lifting weights? But I'm sore. I must be lifting weights wrong. I've got to learn how to lift weights 
where I don't hurt, okay, forget it. I'm not going to do any of this. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that is literally how like I attack things. And once I started to wake up to the idea that I don't have to, I don't have to be criticizing my, the moment that I'm trying to, where I'm trying to overcome. Do, do you know what I'm saying? Like, if I, I remember I was a violinist as a kid and, you know, if I'm playing a solo or I am in competition, you know, to play a piece, like we used to have these contests where you'd play and they'd, they'd judge you, right? So I'm playing for the judge. If I dwell too much on the note I just missed, I'm going to miss way more notes. And so there's a time to look back and, and strategize on how you could do better next time, but it is mm-hmm. not in the moment that it's happening. And I think my skill of being able to figure out where things went wrong started to try to prevent things from being wrong in the moment of while I was trying to do it. And then more things would fall apart. And then it (laughs) sort of got this really horrible sort of like tripping on my own, the front of my shirt kind of, you know what I mean? Like just like trying to get up and stepping on my own pants kind of feeling. And I don't need to be, I don't know, Mr. Bean in life. Do you know what I mean? Like I don't have to be falling all over myself like a bad, like one of those comedies where they fall down and make me nervous. Like I don't mm. need to live that life. And I think, I think once I was able to see that just because something hurts, just because something is hard, doesn't mean I'm wrong. And I know that sounds ridiculous, but honestly, I had a very pain bad no pain good and mm-hmm. um and i'm not saying some pain like I, i'm not a masochist but i really went the other way with it mm-hmm. <laughs> like i just needed to sail through life with bouncy hair and never sweating that's the only way that something as good is going to be and it's like no i like the new version now you know where people in nike commercials sweat mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, man. I, well, of course, I love the trip down memory lane uh, <laughs> with our old commercials. Uh, but I do think that there, you know, you you raise a good point in talking about that thought that, you know, you like life, you're supposed to just sail through it. And if you're not, then somehow you're doing it wrong or you're doing something wrong. And I, I feel like, I feel like that just and maybe I'm wrong I feel like that's as you were saying that's just a part of how we grew up maybe I don't know I feel like I didn't really have anybody telling me that hey kid yeah there are going to be challenges do you know what I mean like I, yeah, I, I get a lot know. of hey kids suck it up What's yeah big deal? right <laughs> yeah just it's fine. Don't worry about it. I, like, I feel like I heard don't worry about it a lot, you know, just like, Walk don't it worry off. about it. <laughs> yes. No pain, no gain. Uh, all of them. Yeah. I just, and I think that it is, there is a, yeah, I, I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm having a hard time finding the words because I feel like I'm just learning something new right now and trying to process it as we're trying to talk about it too. But for this idea that the challenge, yeah, again, I'm not finding the words because I'm just coming to some new realizations, I think, that the challenge can be there, that I can experience it, and 
that I can work through it, that's all new awareness for me. Because other, even the, I feel like, you know, we talked about avoidance. I feel like even avoiding, there, there was some avoidance of almost like, I'm, I'm really good at just kind of forgetting stuff, which I assume is just me like <laughs> avoiding, but it's like, oh, I like, now that I'm kind of working on some of this stuff uh, more, you know, it is that sense of things, you know, in my life are kind of coming back to me like, oh, yeah, I forgot. Wow, I forgot that that even happened. And then looking at that, like, man, oh, man. (laughs) Okay, I did, you know, I really did something there. So this whole situation, I feel like is just this new opportunity to re-examine some things that have happened in my life, the way I've handled things in my life, and giving me this opportunity, I I hope, uh, to get into this third and fourth quarter and just be a little more present and less fearful and less avoidant. Um, Because really, when I look at, like, when I look back even if I feel like I was trying to avoid challenges or avoid thinking about them, uh, looking back, they were all there. And the difference, I think, as you said before, going into this third quarter is if I'm going to have challenge, at least some of them, I want to be in control. Like I want to be feel empowered that I'm challenging myself to do things uh, that I actually want to do because I feel like one of the things that came up for me when you were sharing is this idea that, you know, sometimes I would find myself in these challenges and I would look around and I'm like kind of because I'm in in a situation or or doing something that without a lot of thought, I sort of just waded in. Um, You were talking about the violin (laughs) and it made me think of when I was a kid, I played the saxophone and I didn't practice much and I was just okay uh but it was like you know people were just doing band and we had a saxophone at home and so I played the saxophone but like I never really enjoyed it I didn't I wanted to play the drums but my mom doesn't like noise so that wasn't going to happen so I guess I'm getting off on a tangent but to say like sometimes when I look around for the challenge it's like well did I did I kind of just again without presence the sense of presence, did I wade into something that I I just wasn't really paying attention and now I'm challenged in part because I'm not supposed to be here or or like this isn't this isn't a thing that I really want to be doing anyway. And I feel like I would get into that and feel like, well, I gotta see it through because I'm not a quitter. Uh and now I'm I think I'm getting a lot better at oh, I'm challenged because this is, I've outgrown something or I'm just not in the right place or this isn't really where I'm supposed to be. And I feel like I'm getting a lot better at then just extricating myself from that situation and, you know, trying to see what comes next. Absolutely. Because I do think that actually choosing your battles, choosing your challenges gives us a feeling of being like in like being in charge of our lives empowered you know what I mean? being empowered in our lives i think the hardest thing for me for a long time was step one was me arguing with reality <laughs> I, I remember 
I think it was Byron Katie, Lee quoted Byron Katie, and I always love this quote. You can argue with reality all you want. You'll only be wrong 100% of the time. Mm -hmm. And so I spent so much time arguing with why things should be different and not enough time deciding, can I change it? Then change it. Can I not change it? Then deal with it. Do you know what I mean? Like step one, I, I, I rarely... I, it was almost childish in my insistence that if only insert whatever wasn't happening to me, then everything would be okay. Um, well, guess what? It is happening. It is happening. Mm -hmm. So um, accept that. Like the first step for me was like being aware, one, that I sometimes just avoid things just because I don't even stop to think, could I really do that? Or you know, what would it take to change this light bulb? Like, and I think a lot of that was born from a sense of trained helplessness, uh, especially when you're a kid and you don't have a lot of resources. You just, you just sort of like, oh, okay. So um, this basketball is just half flat and nobody's going to put air in it. All right. Well, I'll just bounce it harder. That's, I guess, mm -hmm. what I'm going to do with this. This is my, or this toy is just gone for forever because it went on the roof and dad ain't going to get it for us. So no more Frisbee. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. that's life. Wait for it to rain. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, it's mm -hmm. just, and so you have that sort of feeling as a kid and then you grow up and you forget, wait, I have, I have a modicum of money. I have a car. I could do something about this. It doesn't have to be this, or I, or I think it has to be this big, giant, elaborate, I need way more than I have. And I forget to like, look at the problem, and distill it down to what I truly need out of the situation and then deal with something from what resources I have. And so like the first thing is to acknowledge that I have a problem. I have an awareness for the problem and deal with the reality of it. And then I have to say, what part of this problem can I deal with? Like what am I empowered to deal? Like at the beginning of the pandemic, all I could do was not doom scroll and then start this podcast because some guy on some show, and I don't even remember what he said, when hard times hit, there are 20% of the people who immediately run out and do the exact wrong thing. And then there are 20% of the people who thrive. And then the middle 60 just go with what the majority does. And in that moment, I went, I want to be in the top 20. If I have some good fortune and some good luck, we're going to go with the top 20. And so we started this podcast and I just wanted to say, I want to be better than ever um, when we get on the other side of this. And, mm -hmm. and just started working in my small way to deal with what it is I can deal with. And it meant turning away from a lot of the enraging stories and enraging tales and disengaging with people that I was close with because they were feeding that powerlessness for me. I want to feel empowered in my life. I want to feel that I have control over the things I have control over. One of the things I loved about us doing that five-day fast is we chose that challenge. You know, we did mm -hmm. 120 hours, you know, and I did 120 hours with no food. I got sick on day four uh, and I still finished, you know, and, and, I'm, I'm, and I'm proud of myself for having done that. And now I know I've got that in my pocket. Also, God, I saved so much money on groceries, Brianna. <laughs> um, I had so much money, like, because groceries are through the roof right now. And... So now it's like, oh, okay, yeah, now we're going to do just another like one day on Tuesday. And I just love that 
I went into it knowing it was going to be hard. And then you and I came up with a plan for what we were going to do when it was hard. When we were having a hard time, we were going to send each other polos and we were going to make it fun. And we were attacking this as something that we could do for our health right now with what we have at our disposal. And we did it. And it was sort of um, ready or not, here we go. And we went and we succeeded. And I feel proud of myself and resilient. And I've been telling myself for since ever since whenever we did that um, shortly after we did the positive affirmations podcast part one, right? I've been mm -hmm. telling myself I do hard things and get things done. And the truth of the matter is that is becoming truer and truer every day. And I feel like I'm like I'm stepping into the me I've always wanted to be. Hmm. I really appreciate hearing all of that. <laughs> I think when you, uh, you know, when you're talking about the empowerment, of course, that makes me think of circle of influence, circle of concern, especially when you're, you know, when you were referring to the, the arguing with reality, right? And just spending so much time wanting or hoping things that would be different, they're not going to be. So it is that sense of like, okay, well now let me look around and see, well, what can I actually do? That is a very, I mean, I just appreciate hearing that so much because that is a lesson I feel like, or that is a factor, I guess, when, when things are happening that I have to just keep reminding myself because it is so easy you know, not only to then just be stuck in that space of like, oh, it's not fair, uh, or it's not right, or it should, it should be different, right? Um, but I think then when I get stuck in that space, then that is one of the, one of the things that will then push me into avoidance, and then I miss, you know, I miss out. And so it is that sense of coming to like, okay, man, oh, man, do I wish this was different, or I, you know, it, I feel it in my, you know, in my kind of in my heart that this really should be different or this is not fair. And I just have to remind myself like, yeah, maybe all of that could be very true. And okay, so now what, what can, what can we do? Um, and, and I think that the work, you know, the things that we've been doing, I, I really do feel like that first step that we took, you know, to say, hey, I think, you know, to decide to do this podcast and really, you know, taking the moment to say, the world is really scary uh, right now. And I can feel myself falling into this, like, not even a, you know, not even, I can feel myself falling into negativity about it, getting very kind of like that cat, um, catastrophic thinking about it and the doom scrolling and just being stuck in that, that loop. And not for me, I wasn't necessarily even recognizing that as a challenge, just like I'm, I'm kind of this free falling into negativity and, and um, I'm being a little dramatic, but negativity and darkness and not wanting to do that. And it was, um, you know, and I think it was that choice or like that kind of coming together and having the, you know, the conversations we were talking about, things that we were talking about. And really saying, but I don't want to, I don't want to do this. And knowing that what, I guess, and this is only in reflection, but knowing that just saying, I don't want to be down here, or I don't want to be in this mindset, I want to do something different, that even that in and of itself was a challenge, considering kind of the, 
where the world was at the time that we were talking about that. And then we took this on and again, it's only now that I'm kind of reflecting on it, like looking at that as, yeah, we did this challenging thing and we, we set various goals for ourselves along the way. And we said we wanted to come out of this and, you know, be in that 20% that thrived during this time. All of that was, I'm now just recognizing all of that was challenge and we were able to make that work. And I guess I want to be able to take, you know, take some of that forward because I think it is that sense of, uh, for me, I just, I don't know. I just want to, I want to almost like, I want to try more stuff. I mean, life is going to be challenging, right? Like it's just going to happen and I'll weather it. I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out, but how about, and I might've said this already, so I apologize for the repetition, but how about like putting some challenges up for myself that gives me that will give me a win or get me to goal or essentially get me to the life that I, you know, get me to the space that I spaces that I really want to be in. And that's not to say that I don't like my life now. I do. But I think for me, that sense of opportunity to always be um, looking for um Hmm. looking for opportunities, the opportunity to look for opportunity. Uh, but that sense of like growing, learning, developing, moving forward, I'm getting lost in it. But yeah, like if I'm going to have challenges in my life, I also want to have the, the positive ones, I guess, that I set for myself that are going to get me to the places I want to go. Absolutely. Because I feel like Life is hard, except when it's not. Okay. Sometimes I remember there was a time in my life where nothing all that bad was happening, but every minute seemed excruciating. I just mm. felt miserable all the time. It was in my mid teens, all the way up till my mid twenties. And I was just running around doing anything to try and feel better. And just feeling like I was a fraud, feeling like I was ugly, feeling like I didn't fit it anywhere. And I kept thinking if only I would... If only I could be better than I am, right, then suddenly I would be okay. And I didn't really accept the inherent obstacle, which was that I didn't recognize what was good about me first. Hmm. And I was too busy feeling ashamed of the challenges I faced and feeling ashamed of how I weathered those challenges to give myself the energy to take on more until I just, until I just fell apart, like until I had nothing left. And then I had to build from scratch, which I think was a real, like about when we did our first positivity fest, you know, I had, uh, I was asked to leave that job that we were at and I ended mm -hmm. up having to build myself back up from, you know, the bottom. I actually bottomed out just before that you were, you were right there in my life for that fun part. And I started going to support groups and whatnot for it. And mm -hmm. I think, I think when confronted with obstacles, when life feels hard, the first thing to do is to tell yourself, you're going to be okay. And there's nothing wrong with having a hard time in life. 
-hmm. I thought that I was having such a hard time and nobody else was because I was inherently lacking. And if I could just figure out how to be not me, but like a better version of me that was somebody else, that <laughs> mm. I, I would be worthy of success, right? And I think when you're going to weather hard times, start with building yourself up so that you have it within you to face those challenges. And mm. don't look at it. Don't look at it as a personal failing because life feels hard right now. It is not your failure. Life is hard sometimes. That's not an indicator of a lack of skill, a lack of worth, a lack of worthiness inherently. It, it, it's hard for all of us at one time or another. And it doesn't matter whether or not you think it's a good enough reason. It's hard because it feels hard to you and you're okay. And start off with accepting who you are and where you are and working on that shame first. And then you can build that resilience to overcome obstacles. I think my problem was I used to give myself a lot of challenges when I was already challenged as a way to sort of prove that I was worthy. And I ended up sort of draining myself. And mm -hmm. now that I've taken the time to build myself back up and feel good about me, I can actually take on challenges and feel that win. How do you know whether or not you're in that place? What's the difference? What does it look like? I'll tell you exactly what it looks like. When you get a big win, you look into the eyes of other people to try and feel something. That means you don't inherently feel worthy. Break it down. You're going through a hard time. Build yourself up from a different place, not something outside of yourself. Because uh, I remember I had a lot of big wins when I was young. I had a lot of big wins in my early 20s, and I didn't enjoy any of them because I was desperately just trying to feel worthy of anything. Hmm. Wow. I... Yeah, I I really am so glad that you talked about that sense of where you're, you know, where you're looking. So looking for that, you know, feel looking to feel something, you know, kind of from that external space um, or, you know, internal or external spaces. And I think, you know, one of the things that uh, that made me think about is that sense of identity and how I didn't, I didn't, I, I didn't really understand, and, and, and this might sound odd, I guess, um, but I didn't really understand what it meant to have an identity, or like, what, what care, what does, what does that mean? Like that this idea that I have, that I have a personal identity of who I am, like down, like to the core of me. Uh, I didn't know that that was a thing until very, very recently. And, and so coming to this idea of that intrinsic or that internal sense of who I am and what I'm, what I can do and what I'm capable of and what are my flaws? Because I feel like I need to be aware of that as well. But like just coming into that awareness and be trying to work and reflect and be very honest about you know, who I am and what that identity is, what are my values, you know, what are my strengths? Those are, you know, those are things that kind of make up the foundation uh, of me 
I suppose, not, I suppose it makes up the foundation of me. And it wasn't until I really recognized that, as you were saying, that internal sense of self, that internal identity that I could feel like I had any kind of foundation to weather the challenges and do anything other than try to just like survive them. And certainly now that 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 I'm working on that and becoming much more aware of that and identifying different things that make me me, now I feel like it's like, oh wow, I've got I'm capable. I can I can do things and it's okay to be um it's okay first of all to be uh happy or proud of that or, or, or have confidence in that so that I can either, you know, handle things that come my way or again, that sense of setting challenges and goals and things like that for myself. And as you say, doing hard things and getting things done, but coming to that sense of identity and that intrinsic, like, you know, I'm not going to, not that I never think about what other people are, you know, thinking of me and what I'm doing, of course, I do, but that being less important than like, am I living to my true self? Am I living to my values? Am I acknowledging, you know, my strengths? Am I looking at my flaws and, you know, uh, how is all of that working in these different situations? I think, you know, I, I just really appreciate hearing you talk about that and then also bringing up that idea of shame and how that can be such a factor in how we weather challenge and i think one of the things that became really <clears throat> that i finally began to under began to understand in this last year is really you know when they talk about shame and 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 shame is able to stick to us live you know kind of live with us whatever um, because when we keep things kind of in, and it wasn't until I really worked on sharing some of these kind of thoughts and uh, worries and challenges um, with people who were that I trusted and and could be supportive, that I feel like that also was just kind of a key factor in helping to change how I think about myself. And then of course, how I, um, how I can change perspectives around uh, my perspective rather on the things that are happening in my life, whether positive or, you know, challenge or um, not, but just bringing awareness to, I guess, to the benefits of connecting with others and finding support with others and, and doing things because I have a tendency to just be very, I can be very isolated and, and um, like feel like I've got to do it all by myself, you know, like to ask for help is some, or, or to ask for help or to be connected to people in a supportive kind of way. Like somehow that means that I'm, you know, I'm less than, or I'm not strong enough to do it on my own you know, that pull yourself up by your bootstraps kind of mentality. Um, but really leaning into, especially in these last couple of years, leaning into like sharing challenge with other people to say, hey, this is what I'm going through. And, you know, can we talk it through or just so you're aware, I'm kind of struggling today. Uh, those types of things have really helped me uh, to just come into not only a better understanding of 
kind of myself. Um, but being able to then handle challenges better and or, um, yeah, I'll say just handle challenges not better, more effectively um, because it doesn't have to just always be just me, you know, making things happen or, or getting through things alone. Absolutely. I do think asking for help and being open with your challenges can actually help make a challenging situation less challenging, literally. I mm -hmm. think that because we did that fast together, it was way more fun for sure and a lot less challenging than it would have been. And I also got to sort of, you know, if left to my own devices, I would have procrastinated and not did it because I didn't really do the prep work that I'd intended to do. But mm -hmm. knowing that you'd had those days off of work and you already had your meal plan already for the five days, I was like, well, ready or not, here we go. And I do think being part of a community or trying to reach out to people or even there's a lot of support groups like Emotions Anonymous, Codependence Anonymous, Al-Anon, uh, Procrastinators Anonymous, <laughs> Clutterers Anonymous. I've been to them all. And there are some really great systems that people can put into play to get some help. And one of the things I... I heard the Marine phrase, it's, it's improvise, adapt, overcome. And it feels so empowering that I just love that concept. And I think the reason why I had a hard time putting that into play when I was younger was that I, my worthiness was, my self-worth was so low that I felt if I looked at why something wasn't working, like that was a failure. Hmm. Like I had a lot of emotional attachments to being wrong. Like if I was wrong, I felt shame. Like, cause I thought my, my whole worth was in being smart and doing well and being um, good, like being a good kid, even though secretly deep down, I thought not a good kid. Um, mm -hmm. And the truth of the matter is I now find it funny to call, tell people when they meet my sister and I, that I'm the evil sister, because you know what, frankly I am. And it's a great time. Um, but I used to look at making a mistake as like a moral failing. Like I used to think if I got it wrong, I was, I was wrong. It was so personal. Every error, every failure, it all meant everything. And what's really weird is when I would win Brianna, all I kept thinking is, well, I get at the next one I'm going to lose. Like I got to, I got to, there's a very different game that you play when you're trying not to lose than when you win. And the not lose game isn't very energizing. It's very, it's very depressing to be honest. And it's an empty way. It was an empty way for me to live. And eventually I just stopped winning. And you know what? In a lot of ways, some of my losses felt better because at least I felt them. Like there wasn't mm. just this anxiety over not being a winner. And so I would say that when you first start to look at a challenge, the first thing you need to say is one, what is my resources? Like a lot of times I wouldn't accept that something was challenging because I didn't want to admit to myself that that was hard. Mm -hmm. Like I would be like, oh, I'm going to go out on dates. That isn't a challenge at all. I'm a kind of person who goes out on dates. Well, no, I am not. No, I was not. And that was actually took a lot of brain power. So maybe 
Um, don't try to go on a lot of dates while you try to get a promotion, while you try to make it in comedy, while you try to build a business. Like a lot of times I just piled challenge on top of challenge until I just broke. Do you know what I mean? Because I wasn't willing to admit how hard things were for me. And I think if I, once I started being able to just be where I'm at and admit that sometimes it is a challenge to get all my laundry done. And, and then to say, why is it a challenge? And I realized, one, I had a lot of clothes that didn't fit. Two, I didn't have a dresser, Brianna. I don't know what <laughs> what my deal was, but I never <laughs> invested in a dresser. And I was like, why is my laundry such a mess? And I never just sat down. And something as basic as that is like, get a dresser. Everybody else has a dresser. But I was like, no, because I want to spend money on going out with my friends and I want to do this. And it's like, you don't have the organizational capacity to put things in stacks like this. And then finally one day, and this is hilarious, um, I was like, how can I just handle this? And I decided I was going to go to one of those fluff and fold places, uh, 99 cents a pound. That should tell you how long ago this was. And so I gathered everything up into garbage bags. I didn't even sort which stuff I wanted. I didn't even care about the state of some of my undergarments. I just went and I just thought I'll just never go back again. I'll just hide my face. Tons of garbage bags worth of stuff. It ended up costing me like $40. So I had like 40 pounds of laundry. I was so depressed at the time. I put everything in my car. And I said, okay, you know what? Every time you go upstairs, because there was no elevator, just bring one. They wrapped it all in paper. Just bring one stack up. So I got one stack up. And then the second day I went to take my friend out and uh, we hit a skunk. <laughs> we hit a skunk. And all of my, my car and, uh, you know, about 39 and a half pounds of laundry um, that I just paid all that money for. Um <laughs> Uh, smelled absolutely like skunk. And so I had to, uh, unwrap it all and lay it out on my, um, balcony and then put it back into garbage bags and take it back to the place again <laughs> and have them wash it again. Um, however, once I'd finally gotten that done, I had a system in place. I just had to admit, I had a comedy show in a laundromat so that I could try to do my laundry, but I was too busy doing comedy, like doing stand-up in the laundromat to do my laundry. Mm -hmm. And then I wanted to hang out with everybody. So even then I didn't get it done. So despite the fact that, yeah, I had a show, I was at a laundromat every Wednesday for five years. You knew me during part of that time. I had to say, you know what? Fluff and fold it is. That is my solution. So sometimes you just have to realize that you can't do it alone, no matter how ridiculous it looks. And, uh, and it might take one or two times for the solution to work. Mm -hmm. That's the, the, the skunk laundromat thing. Ah, <laughs> oh, you always have the best examples. <laughs> that is, that was literally the challenge of my twenties was laundry. If you're 20 years old and you're having a hard time, I feel you. I right. feel you. Right, right, right. Oh my goodness. I love, I mean, I don't love that your clothes smelled like skunk, but I do love that story. It was so, I mean, uh, like finally, yeah. but. Oh, no. goodness gracious. Well, you know, I think that, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I just would say, yes, I agree with everything that you've said. I just, that, that idea that, um, 
you know, challenge can be whatever you say it is in the moment, that idea that you can uh, ask for help uh, while you're in it or, or, or not even necessarily need help, but just ask for support to some, for someone to be uh, coming alongside of you uh, or with you, I guess, whether, you know, uh, just so that it feels, you know, you have that connection and not feeling like you're all on your own. And then also <laughs> the opportunity uh, to just look around and say, what, what, am, what, what can I do uh, in this moment or in, in this or with this challenge? I do want to say one of the, one of the things that I feel like is helpful and is usually my, one of my first steps, especially if, you know, uh, you had mentioned that sense of trying to come up with a plan to meet the challenge while the challenge is happening. And, you know, like that sense of almost like uh, anxiety because it's just like, I don't know what to do first. Um, but I do feel like I have tried really hard to employ my first step, uh, you know, when challenge arises is, you know, just this idea of don't panic. Like, I feel like, you know, as I start getting really anxious and, and trying, because problem solving, I want to jump right into the problem solving, but sometimes you got to figure out what the problem actually is before you can come up with a good solution. And uh, so, you know, I feel like that don't panic is something I tell myself quite a bit uh, because, you know, even if it's something kind of small, it doesn't matter um, if I'm already you know, feeling challenged and then trying to jump into a resolution right away or like getting through it, but I don't, but I haven't actually sat with the thing to know what it is. Um, then I feel like I just spend so much more time in that challenge space than I really need to. So I just, I just appreciate, you know, the, the things that you've shared in that, um, in, in, in those examples. Um, and so I think uh, before we get into and talk about our mission for this week, is there anything else that you'd like to say about challenge, challenges? Yeah. Okay, there's one small piece of advice that has stuck with me that I think is the most counterintuitive advice that I've ever had. When you're facing a challenge and you don't know what to do, this is one of the craziest things for a period of time, it is okay to do nothing. Mm, <laughs> a lot of times I run around, <laughs> especially emotional challenges, mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, hold off on that text. Don't be so quick to, like, run around in that quicksand. Uh, so just know that, take a moment of assessment, do nothing, sit with it, and try to identify what the real problem is. I love that you brought that up. And um, there are some really great books on getting things done. And there's also whoopmylife.org, which is the wish outcome obstacle plan. So if you're dealing with a particular challenge or you're setting a challenge for yourself and you want to envision how you're going to overcome that, uh, you can go to whoopmylife.org. And that's a really exciting and interesting tool that I thought I'd just uh, throw in there at the end. That's awesome. Yes, I feel like <laughs> these last few years of coming into new understanding about kind of, you know, how I work, I feel like I have these pockets where I'm like, okay, so from here to here, no big life decisions. <laughs> from this time to this time, I'm making no big life decisions. Uh, so yes, thank you for that. It is, it is okay to just do nothing, figure it out. <laughs> 
yeah, yeah. Good. That's good. That's that's a great tip. And I think that's wonderful to bring us into our mission for this week, which is to reflect on a time that you've faced a challenge and then uh, think about what did you do to get through it and ask yourself what worked well and where are the opportunities for improvement for next time. And we would love to hear from you. And now it's easier than ever to connect with us. You can go to positiveviewpodcast.com. That's positiveviewpodcast.com and click on the message icon to leave us a voicemail. Yes, and new episodes come out every other Monday. Please take a moment to follow and rate the podcast because it helps more people find us. Also, if you're enjoying the Positive View podcast, share us with your friends. That is our show for today. Thank you for listening. I'm your host, Christy Murphy. And I'm your other host, Brianna G. We'll talk soon.